0: Good morning, Nancy. My name is Gracie, and I'm Abby, and it's time for a Good Morning Nancy special. Hi, guys. We're back. We promised we would be. We missed you. (laughs) (laughs) It's only been a week, but... Yeah, I know. A week too long, though. A week too long. Yeah. So, you guys, we just got back from Freddy Fest at the Palace Theater in Syracuse, and we had a really good time. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. It yeah. was a great experience. That was our first time doing uh, something that was live. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really proud of us. I think we did a good job. That was our first yeah, time, like, that was like our coming out party.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, like, our, our what's like that? We were a couple of debutantes. Yes, that's what I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was
2: couple of horror debutants, Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we had a really good time. Uh, we got to meet uh, Jack Shoulder, who was the director of uh, Freddy's Revenge. Mm-hmm. And then we also got to meet Clue Gulager, who plays the dad in Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> and Abby has a love for him. I do. That is so strong. He's so sweet. I just want to, like, put him in my pocket. Oh my God. Carry him
2: around so I have life advice forever.
0: Yes, and so that was the thing. He was so sweet and gentle to us. He
2: was. And he he actually, like, and I shouldn't say that I'm, like, surprised that he, like, took the time yeah. to speak with us or anything. Um, But he just was so kind and definitely was super engaged with us, and, like, we were the only ones that were important at that very moment. Yeah. And I thought that was super sweet, because he is actually a pretty well-renowned actor.
0: Yes. He's um, been in a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah. And, um I mean, a lot of people know him in the horror world, but um he was in a lot of westerns and that kind of thing, like, yeah. way back in the day. hmm So... Yeah,
0: he's very talented. <laughs> very talented, and he's the kind of guy who does his work like it's like it's the last movie he'll ever do type thing. Yeah, like He yeah. really like gets involved in his work, which is really cool. Um, he's like Robert Zadar. Robert <laughs> Robert Zadar. I feel like every freaking role that he has, like he plays it like it is a, an Academy Award winning movie. But Go ahead. Oh sorry.
2: No, go ahead. <laughs> he also had like a lot of really good words of encouragement and advice for us. Yeah, tell us what he said. Um, He basically told us that, you know, it, that we were the first women to ever interview him in a situation like that. Yeah. And that he had a lot of respect for women in film and women in the entertainment industry. Um, and, you know, he talked to us about his favorite female director and like how she didn't take any crap from anybody. And she was very much like a self-made woman. And, you know, he said to us, you know, I think that women should get a lot more recognition for the things that they do because they work just as hard, if not harder than a lot of the men that I've worked with and that kind of thing. So it, it was really valuable information I think for us and um, it came like especially at a time when we're starting to get super busy with the podcast and like our audience is starting to grow a little bit more that is so nice to hear from someone who is so respected in film that it was hugely flattering and I loved it I wish that I could like sit and have coffee with him every day and just talk to him about his experiences because he is so interesting so
0: yeah I agree I I didn't know what to expect when we met him because Jack Shoulder actually said you got to watch out for clues yeah. he'll say things that you know he's, yeah. he's actually Jack Shoulder said he's like Donald Trump and <laughs> I got a little worried I was like I know it scared me a little bit I, I, was, I was like, like oh. what but he meant He's like Donald Trump in the sense where he says whatever comes to his mind, and yeah, and that's what he meant. Like, obviously, he, a much more respectful, yes, <laughs> version. Yes, he. Well, and the female director that he was telling us about. He said it was a uh, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he really has a lot of respect for her and loves her. And he said that it's his favorite favorite female director, but it's his favorite director right. in general, which right. was really cool of him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was very impressed with us, which was that, yeah, that got to my my heart. I know. I was so happy. I was like, oh, don't cry. <laughs> no, but really, he was just a gentle, sweet old man who had so much respect for us and what we were doing there and and was like a proud grandpa like he was kind of proud of us so Mm -hmm. that was kind of neat to to hear that from him you're right that was really special absolutely um and jack shoulder who is this very tall man i didn't realize he was going to be that tall he towers over you but he is so he was also very sweet and nice to us too um he's very down to earth just For being so
2: talented.
0: Guy. Yes. And, you know,
2: it, like his viewpoint on everything, too, and the way that he explains things to you, it's not condescending at all. Oh, no, you're it's right. It's like he wants to teach you something, mm-hmm. but he also wants your feedback. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. He he was also really impressed with the podcast, too. I think he was, he when we met him, he was like, oh, you're the girls with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's us. Thanks, Jack. But he was like, he even said, you know, if you ever want me to be on your show, just, like, let me know. And we were like, uh. Yeah, like, uh, starstruck. Look, I gotta get another mic before we do that. Okay, Jack. (laughs) Um, But he was just, like, so, like, he was just so down to earth and just such a yeah just such a normal guy mm-hmm. just such a great and normal guy and he was so he seemed like so happy to be there and to meet all these people yeah. who loved his movie and you know and he uh i mean and he was honest he was like mm-hmm. i didn't have a lot of money when i made this movie he was honest about the first nightmare on elm street too when he said you know i didn't really like it so much <laughs> Yeah, And I just was like, I love that because he was he wasn't afraid to say what he thought, but he wasn't mean about it. Right. Exactly. He gave you his opinion and then opened up the conversation. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that that says a lot about him, like in his character, mm -hmm.
2: because he didn't really feel the need to be like, oh, well, my film was so superior to the first one, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just. He just put it out there, like it was
0: what it was, and that was fine. Yeah, he didn't give the impression that he felt that at all. He, the impression that I got from him was that this is show business. This is how we do things, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's how it works, and whatever. Yeah, super professional,
2: and also, you know, he was so great about explaining um, some of the scenes from the movie and taking questions from the audience as well. Because um, if you watch interviews with him. You know, he got some duplicate questions and yeah. stuff that I'm sure he gets all the time from the audience, but he didn't act like, you know, it was, a t- I don't know, like he didn't have a chip on his shoulder about it. Oh, no, not at all. And he didn't act like it was a burden to explain it to people
0: no he he definitely took every question like a champ and did not shy away from questions didn't think that one question was better than the other or at least didn't appear to think that yeah and um yeah he was just he answered every single question yeah like whatever like it was his first time answering it and so it gave it like a really fresh way for the audience to hear it and for us when we were interviewing them at the beginning. so Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out uh, all of the people that we met while we were there. Oh, Um, yeah. We met some really cool people. Uh, We met a few new people who, uh, you know, I I can't remember everyone's name. I do remember Rachel, though. Rachel Mm -hmm. came up and talked to us right after we got done with the Q&A, and she was super friendly and super excited like she had just moved to Syracuse like a few years ago and so Mm -hmm. she was like doing all this fun new stuff with her sister and um she was super sweet and that was really nice of her to come up and say hi to us yeah
2: definitely even like she she wasn't super familiar with the podcast or anything but that didn't stop her from you know reaching out and just saying hey and we love
0: that kind of stuff so yeah she had not heard of us and she wanted to know more and wanted to meet us and you know it was just cool to meet another girl who loved horror so that was yeah fun. yeah she was really sweet she was cool um, We met a few other people too um, we also got to meet a current fan of the podcast her name is Kate and she has a horror blog where every day for the month of October she talks about a horror movie and she talks about the females in the horror film and I'll make sure I, I put a link to it uh, mm-hmm. in the show notes. Uh, but she was super sweet and she was so cute she was so cute i just wanted to dance like she came up to us and she was like hi and we were like "Ah," and i just like kept moving like i was about to do a dance and i was just like so happy to see her um so (laughs) she was super cute and really sweet to us too yeah um but yeah so everyone there was very nice uh brian uh who was who was a set uh, guy a set designer for movies in Syracuse like he was there he was really cool Jeremy who helped with the sound for the show and then of course Jeff who asked us to uh emcee the Q&A which was really cool
2: yeah it was a great opportunity so I'm glad that things worked out the way that they did
0: for sure yeah me too mm-hmm. me too uh so if any of you guys are interested every year The Palace Theater tries to do a horror movie... Uh, marathon. So last year they did all of the Halloween movies and my husband and I got to do that. Uh, then this year they did all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Mm-hmm. And who knows what's going to happen next year. So if you are local, um, even if you're not local, because there were some people from Ohio mm-hmm. that were there. And I, I think, think there were a couple people from like New Jersey yep, too, and Long Island. Yes. One guy that we met was from Long Island. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we... There were some people I think from Canada as well. So even if you're not local, like if you wanna come see like some special horror movies in their original film format, that was cool to see the first Nightmare Elm Street.
2: And the Palace Theatre is such a great place to see them because it's got so much history Mm -hmm. and it's such a it's just like such a staple in our community and everything yeah and like we're really proud to have something like that there
0: that can offer that to the public so yeah Syracuse in general is just huge in horror like there's a huge underground horror community in Syracuse that um I really didn't discover until doing the podcast Mm -hmm. so you know I I'm really impressed with Syracuse I'm really impressed with the people at the Palace Theater and um it was a lot of fun. We yeah, had a good time.
2: Absolutely. And there were some really great um like local artists and like prop makers that were there also. Yeah, that was cool. So they have like little tables and stuff set up where people can vend and that kind of thing and it was all just so great. Like yeah. a lot of horror themed stuff, obviously, but just a lot of
0: pure talent in our area so yeah that was were, cool to see there were a few people there in the audience who had dressed up as freddie krueger like yeah and that, that was, was awesome that was awesome so there was a lot of like cosplaying and dressing up there too which was really really neat um but yeah we had a really great time and mm-hmm. abby thanks so much for being my number two yeah it was of awesome yeah yeah it was a lot of fun yeah it was a good time yeah we had a really good time so, you guys, next, I want to share with all of you the Q&A uh, that was recorded by a gentleman named Justin Palingra. Yeah, so enjoy that. And enjoy the Q&A with Clue Gulicker and Jack Shoulder and us. Yes. So, how did
2: you get your start in the horror genre? Because that's quite a
0: cheat over really.
1: Yeah, we all like horror. I mean, this gang and my family... We all love horror. I, my, my, my oldest son John is a director of films. He directed Feast and, and the Feast trilogy and Piranha and all that kind of horror that that I like. Uh, I grew up with Frankenstein and Dracula as a child horror, but he is capable of directing really classy motion pictures. There was one picture actors in Hollywood.
3: And so he, he wanted a, a, a cameo for himself in Nightmare on Elm Street, and, and so he announced to me that he was gonna play uh, Robert Rustler's father. And I said, no, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, and, and he said, what? And I said, well, I need a real actor for that role. You know, the guy's son is getting murdered inside the room and I need somebody who can give a performance. He said, I'm not a real actor. And I said no, and he sort of intimated that he would fire me. Uh, and I knew that there was no way that he could fire me because, you know, before it got out that he fired the director because the, the director wouldn't hire, wouldn't allow the producer to act in the movie and wanted a better actor, you know, that wouldn't that wouldn't look very good. So, uh, so I said I've I've got another idea. So, you know, if you look at the scene there. There's the scene in the the S and M bar, and he's the bartender. He's 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 the guy with the slick back hair, and he was actually happy to do it. And I I actually figured, what's the most embarrassing thing I could give him to do? And I thought I'll make him the bartender in this in this like gay S and bar. And and then there's also a scene, and and the, you know there's a lot of discussion about the the gay subtext this film and there's a scene where at the bar one guy kisses another guy who has on a biker well that other guy was a friend of Bob Shea he said I want to put my friend in the movie too I said we'll put him in the movie okay you know now I want you to sit here and let this other guy kiss you while we roll the camera and the nice thing is you know normally in real life they say fuck you But if you're if they're in a movie, you're the director. You could say, "Hey, you know, I want you to stick your head up your ass." They'd say, "Okay."
1: strange situation. The script was beautifully written for that scene, very involved, very complex, where this parakeet, in the mind of these people, myself included, flew around and attacked me. And it was supposed to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and finally it would blow up. And it was a wonderful seeing the way it was written. So the day of the filming, there was this little old dried-up man who came on the set with a lot of string and a little tiny ball of green uh, puppet. And he called this his parakeet. So he started doing action. Jack said, "He started doing this and the would go around and around, a little tiny ball of fur, and it didn't get bigger. And it just went around and hit me in the eye, my eyes started bleeding. And I said, this is wonderful, I love this. <laughs> and, and Jack, uh, Jack, uh, you know, you know, they only have so much money. And very few people were skilled in that particular kind of uh, special effect. And they hired this man who was not as gifted as, or maybe he was as a younger person. <laughs> and, and so that's the, that, that's the story of the pair and god bird.
3: Well, actually, if I, can, if I can add add to the story, uh, the, the special effects supervisor, he was a, a guy who at that time kind of looked like Clue looks now. Uh, <laughs> which is very good, by the way. Uh, and, but he had been around for a long time, and, and he had been the, 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 uh, the head of special effects, I think, at 20th Century Fox. And, you know, he had this long resume, but he was like the real old-fashioned school where they, like, put everything on, like, monofilament and would kind of pull it and make it move that way. Uh, and, and I didn't hire him, he was already hired. And, um, so when I first met him, I said, "So of all these, you know, hundreds of films that you've worked on, what are, what what are you most proud of?" And he, he thought a minute. He said, "I think the work I did with the Three Stooges was my best work." <laughs> so that sort of made me stop and think a little bit. <laughs> um, and 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 then he and I had six pages, single space of special effects. You know, someone uh, touches a door and it turns red hot, or the the pool starts bubbling, or uh, you know, all this stuff with the uh, uh, the bus at, at the beginning. And I had no idea how to do any of this. I mean, I was scared shitless. And and he claimed that he knew how to do everything. And uh, so, in the scene where the, the bus finally comes to a stop, what's supposed to happen is one of the, the wheels are supposed to come off the bus, and so, uh, Dick was very, his name was Dick Albaden he was very enthusiastic, he came to me one day, he said, I got it all figured out, I know how we're gonna make the wheel come off the bus. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna thread, the, we're gonna reverse the threads on the wheel, on the axle, and we're gonna put the wheel on, so when they hit the brake, it'll go this way, and it'll unthread, and it'll come off the bus. And he said, this is a brilliant idea that I have. And, uh, I said, you really think it's gonna, he said, 100% it's gonna work. He said, this is one of my best ideas ever. So we shoot the scene, and of course, the wheel doesn't come off. And and so he he, uh, he goes over there, and he says, ah, you know, for, for, for take two. And he starts tinkering, and, and basically, the wheel had kind of welded itself to the axle. And there was, and he said, you know, there's no way we can get this off. So I said, well, Dick, you're over 100 here, and he got very upset. And, and, then, and then a little bit later on, he did another one, and it actually worked. I said, well, you're batting 50, batting 500 now, and, and he, uh, he got very upset about that. And every time he'd do another one, I'd say, okay, you're batting 600. But, but that was kind of how it worked. But also, it's supposed to be a horror movie. It's supposed to be scary. How do you make a scary scene with a demonic parakeet? You know? <laughs> So anyway, it is it is what it is. I did the best I (laughs) could. But actually, a lot of the reason that it works is because I was a good editor. Because a lot of little pieces, nothing really happened except, you know, it poked a clue in the eye. (laughs) But but aside from that, pretty much nothing happened. We all made it happen in the editing. That's great, yeah.
0: So, Clue, what was
1: your favorite part about filming this film? What did you like about it? Well, the I, liked, uh, I had a, a woman play my wife, and I, I, you know, I, her name was Hope Lang. She's passed away. She she died when she was very young. But in Hollywood, Hope Lang, this woman that Jack cast, or Bob, who, I don't know who cast her. Uh-huh was considered to be one of the best young actresses uh, in America. And so I was very impressed when I heard that Hope Lang was playing in Jack's film as my wife, because you know, I I rode horses. And uh, I was always the one on top. And they had a, uh, when I met her, she was married to a guy, a guy named Murray, a very good young actor. And they split up. So I, I think maybe she was going through mad bad time when she did Jack's film. And uh, she was a little forceful in some of the role. And I thought, well, she's one of the great actors because that's what I've heard for a long time. And that, that, that impressed me that I got to work with her. I also like working with, with this boy uh, who played the lead. He would, I thought, I don't know what Jack felt or what you think, but I just thought he was really good. He His hard part, he had to play this anguished, disturbed young man, having these terrible, terrible visions. And I, you know, you, you, if you get so big, it's corny, it's handy. He skated under, he went under a lot of things the script indicated, and I guess that partially due to Jack's directing, but also partially due to his choices. I really liked his work. He got very discouraged with the film when it was released. The film, by the way, made it a lot of money.
0: Made more than the original.
1: So he went to Mexico and gave up his career. That's the way I heard it. And I was very disappointed and upset. I was very proud to have worked with him in that film. And then he quit. But now he's back. As you know, he was scheduled to be with us today, all of you, me, Jack. But something came up and he couldn't make it. And he's, he's resumed his acting career, from my understanding, and uh, I was uh, tickled to death. You hate to see talent. You know how how many people have talent like that? Very few. And uh, he, he's acting again. I hope that it's hard to resume a career in plumbing, carpentry, acting, directing. Once you quit. it's it's tough but let's let's see what he does because he's a very gifted young man
0: yes we agree he actually just came out with a book called Jesse's Journal and you guys should definitely pick it up it's really good so it's like Nancy had a journal now Jesse does too and it's written by the actor okay guys I hope you enjoyed that Q&A we had a really good time doing it and Clue was hilarious oh my god he's so funny (laughs) Oh man, he made our jaws drop at that one point. Oh yeah. Know. Oh, geez. <laughs> when he was talking about Hope Lang, <laughs> that was funny. Oh my God. But so, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. And we cannot wait to give you our special Halloween episode. It's going to be. I can't. <laughs> it's been a lot of work. It's made Abby and I cry on multiple occasions. Yeah. And so many tears. Get angry at things. But you know, we do it because we love it. And yeah. we love you. And we hope that you appreciate it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy, we're a little yeah. we're a little slap happy right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to our show and we will see you next week. Bye.